Faith, Hope and Love, 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B, Episode 100. Hello, I'm Paul Kelly, and on this 100th episode, it's always a deep sense of joy to be nourished and supported by the wonderful power of God's Word in the Scriptures, and the beautiful prayers of the liturgy, the opportunity to reflect on God's message and deepen our awareness of God's care for us. It is a pure joy. This week, our Lord gives us an image to describe what God's kingdom is really like, And it is, at the same time, both beautiful and inspiring. This is Faith, Hope and Love, episode 100. When I was a child My speech and thoughts were like a little child But as an adult put away those ways A child no longer now But speaking as a man For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Now we see unclearly As if we looked into a mirror dimly But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly, but fully known and loved For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Love, it is patient Love is kind, not beautiful love boast Never insisting things to be its way Not resentful, but gaining joy in truth For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is my voice, for I have called to you. Be my help, do not abandon or forsake me, O God my Saviour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone, we've gathered together as God's family on this 11th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B and it's also the 100th episode of Faith, Hope and Love, this podcast. It's a great honour to be of service to God's wonderful word. 
So brothers and sisters, as we gather together as God's family, let's acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas, and since without you mortal frailty can do nothing, grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 17, verses 22 to 24. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel I will plant it, in order that it may produce boughs and bear fruit, and become a noble cedar. Under it every kind of bird will live, in the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. 
I bring low the high tree, I make high the low tree, I dry up the green tree, and make the dry tree flourish. I the Lord have spoken, I will accomplish it. The Word of the Lord Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning, and your truth in the watches of the night. The just will flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a Lebanon cedar. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Still bearing fruit when they are old, still full of sap, still green, to proclaim that the Lord is just, in him, my rock, there is no wrong. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 6 to 10. Brothers and sisters, we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yet we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what he or she has done in the body, whether good or evil. The Word of the Lord Alleluia! 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 The seed is the Word of God, Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Alleluia! 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. Such a large crowd gathered around Jesus that he got into a boat and began to teach them using many parables. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, without his knowing how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with the sickle, because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. 
He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord I love the wonderful practicality of the prayers for this weekend's liturgy, like the opening prayer, or the collect as it's called, which gathers our many prayers and thoughts and distills them into wonderful thoughts, such as this, Grant us, Lord, the help of your grace always, so that we may please you with our resolve and our deeds. In other words, may your help and guidance, Lord, lead us to pleasing attitudes and practical action. The first reading this weekend and the psalm refer to the image of the majestic and awe-inspiring sight of the towering cedar trees of Lebanon. This was a familiar and powerful image representing God's kingdom and the people of God. It was a strong, powerful, impressive and providential image. But then we move to the gospel. Jesus asks himself, what image can I give you for the kingdom of God? The people would have expected him to refer to the traditional image of the royal image of the strong, immovable cedar that towers over everything else and can be seen far and wide. So it's more than a little surprising when our Lord uses quite a different image. Christ tells us the kingdom of God starts out like a mustard seed, a tiny, almost imperceptible seed, almost inconsequential to the casual observer, and yet it grows up and becomes the largest. But again our Lord surprises his listeners. He doesn't say it becomes the largest tree of all. No, he says it becomes the largest shrub. His point is both surprising and beautiful. Our Lord is telling us all, God's kingdom is not only to be seen in the obvious and the towering grandeur of a mighty cedar tree, but God's kingdom is still sturdy and productive, but it's much more subtle and widespread. The kingdom of God is more earthy and down to earth. It's more sturdy and widespread. At times it can be patchy and certainly look less royal and majestic and more suburban. It is more practical and everyday, but it is better adapted to producing many fruits and for survival. But just like the image of the cedar, this large shrub that has grown up from a surprisingly tiny mustard seed still provides shelter and welcoming protection for all that gather under its leaves. Again, not so high class, but every bit as effective and much more involved in the lives of those around it. God's kingdom doesn't tower loftily over everything else. It's in and amongst everything and involved directly in its surroundings. This image is a good one which gives us hope and courage. Our human efforts can be spasmodic and varying in consistency, but God is constantly and quietly at work in visible and invisible ways. We can help or we can hinder God's work. We can cooperate in it or frustrate it. But whatever we do, God keeps working and working and will succeed. No matter what setbacks or frustrations, God wills us to keep working away with God's grace and our hopes will be rewarded. 
Sometimes the smallest seeds of action for good lead to the greatest transformations. We ought never underestimate what God is working at in our lives. For example, the extraordinary Rosa Parks, an African-American lady in 1955 during the time of segregation in the USA. She sat on a bus seat at a time when the law insisted that African-Americans had to vacate their seats for white people, irrespective of their age. Rosa one day refused to move and she was arrested. This seed of resistance sparked a whole human rights spotlight that transformed that nation and inspired the whole world. When I first heard the story of Rosa, I was moved by the extraordinary integrity and bravery of this action, which just such a simple moment of resistance led to an enormous result. God is at work all the time in big and small ways and we his disciples are called to respond to what God is doing and jump in and cooperate with it in any way we can. One final observation, it's good for us to keep in mind the purpose of the sowing of the seed and its harvesting. The seed is to produce fruits. That's its purpose. God's word is a powerful seed that is planted and nurtured to produce fruits. We must not fall into the trap that the Pharisees and scribes did in Christ's day. They turned the seed of God's word and God's kingdom into an academic novelty and an exercise in endless rules and regulations. The faith became almost a a thing in itself, separated from its purpose to produce the good fruits of God's kingdom, love, compassion, kindness, mercy and faithfulness and so much more. To use a rather bold image from an ancient writer, sheep do not spit up the grass they eat in order to show the shepherd how much they've eaten. No, they digest the grass and process it and it turns into something tangible to produce wool and milk. So we too plant the seed of God's word and nurture it by God's word and sacrament and by constant prayer and thanksgiving to the Lord and God's grace sets to work in us to produce real and practical fruits for the building up of God's kingdom, never just for itself but for the greater glory of God and God's kingdom. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. 
Amen. The Lord wills our growth, accompanies us through the day and watches over us at night. We are nurtured by God, whatever the season of our lives, and so we bring our needs to God in confidence. For the Church, that the good seeds nurtured by Christ's love may continue to grow throughout the world and bear much fruit. Lord, hear us. For our nation, that we may respect people of every race or ethnic background and cherish our diversity. Lord, hear us. For our family and friends, that we may be understanding towards one another and respect the timing of each other's growth and to treat everyone as our brother and sister in Christ. Lord, hear us. For the environment, that we may promote the growth of trees and vegetation to give shelter, shade and clean air. Lord, hear us. For all who are suffering ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will come to them with healing, strength and peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. The Lord has granted us many graces and answered many prayers. For this we give silent thanks. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that their earthly life being over, they may come to eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord God, you hear both the prayers that are spoken and those that are silent in our hearts. We humbly ask you to continue to lead us to new growth as we place our trust in you. We direct our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who in the offerings presented here provide for the twofold needs of human nature, nourishing us with food and renewing us with your sacrament, Grant, we pray, that the sustenance they provide may not fail us in body or spirit. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead he gave us life eternal. 
And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. There is one thing I ask of the Lord, only this do I seek, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Let us pray. As this reception of your Holy Communion, O Lord, foreshadows the union of the faithful in you, so may it bring about unity in your Church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, it's an absolute joy to participate in these beautiful liturgies with the wonderful Word of God and the, the beautiful reflections and prayers. Just wonderful to be able to be here on our 100th episode of this wonderful celebration. I really do enjoy it and I, I pray it's uh, of assistance to others. And on this special occasion, I think we'll have a solemn blessing, one of the most ancient ones found in the scriptures. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. May he let his face shine upon you and show you his mercy. Amen. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you for ever. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, 
copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the new revised standard version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the same. Selected Psalms are taken from The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail, England, published by Collins. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's Together We Pray in 1993, published in Sydney by E.J. Dwyer. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, published 2011, composed and sung by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria. See www.ccwatershed.org forward slash Charbonnel C-H-A-B-A-N-E-L forward slash Copyright 2018 Corpus Christi Watershed Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn Words based on 1 Corinthians 13 1-13 and set to original music Copyright 1996 by Paul W. Kelly For more details please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources May God bless and keep you